welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We are just a few days away now, folks. Next week will be game week. The excitement is starting to rev up for some of you, I should say. Maybe not for all of you, but... Uh, I wanted to kind of spend this opening segment here of the podcast responding to a lot of you who were not happy about my uh, podcast that I had just a few days ago, I guess a couple days ago, about the quarterback and how it really doesn't matter when the starter is named. Because uh, a lot of you just read the headline. You didn't actually read the or listen to the podcast. I guess you couldn't read it. And yeah, I know it's clickbaity and stuff, but hey, I'm in the clickbaity business. At least I admit it, right? Uh, but uh, Chad Morris is still yet to name a quarterback. I actually had a press conference today, said that he will name the quarterback at some point in time next week. But it's fascinating because he said he was done evaluating the quarterbacks. Him and Joe Craddock got done with that on Wednesday. That was our final day of evaluation. And it just kind of makes me wonder, if they're done evaluating, are they just going to spend, what, the next four or five days just looking at the film and their evaluations? Which is fine if that's what they're doing. It's just... I don't know. I've just never really seen it done this way before, so it's all very new to me. And when I mentioned in the last podcast that the, the, when the quarterback gets announced, does it matter? What, what I meant was is that it doesn't matter because it's not going to change the amount of games you win by how early you name the quarterback. At least it shouldn't. But a lot of you wanted to, me to kind of reiterate the point or at least uh, talk about my point a little more and a little more in depth. But here, here's what I'm here's what I'm seeing right now, and this is just how I currently feel, that people are getting frustrated and annoyed with Chad Morris in Arkansas right now, because there is no information that comes out of that place, none. If you go to hitthatline.com and you watch our YouTube videos of our uh, where we take and actually have the entirety of Chad Morris's press conference, you don't get anything. I mean, you don't. You get a lot of coach speak. You get a lot of cliches. On occasion, um, you may get a, a couple of nuggets here and there. Even in the injury reports, it's just, oh, well, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he's, he's about like Trey Knox, for instance. Yeah, he's sick. He's sick. Um, he's, just, uh, he's just sick. Okay, well, what about, what's going on there? He's been missing three days, now four days. What's going on? What, why, is he, why is he sick? What's he sick with? Is, is it mono? Is it... Something serious? What's going on? Like that's where all the frustrations come about, and it's all building up. You're off a two and ten season, and you want something, some sort of thing where the coaches come out and they can have confidence in whoever the quarterback's going to be, and they say, "We are going with this guy because this guy's amazing, and this guy has shown and proved himself, and this guy's going to be it, and he's going to be the one that leads us to win some games." And you also want an announce because you feel like, similar to what I feel like, the sooner you have a quarterback announced as the starter is the more time in fall camp that the rest of the team can rally around him, that they can really feel good about his, you know, his presence, the building, the chemistry, everything. And the longer you go without announcing a quarterback, people get antsy. They get anxious. And I don't blame them for it. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, when if Starkle gets announced, say, on Tuesday next week, we'll just say it for instance, 
I don't think any of you are going to go, oh, okay, good. Because if you would have waited another day or two, we probably only would have won four games instead of five. No, but it's just frustrations are starting to boil over. Anticipation starting to boil over. Media can't watch practices. We haven't had gotten any access to practices other than just the first 20 minutes, which doesn't show much. There's no information coming out from the coaching staff. And you're coming off a two and ten season. All those things building up and, and, and going into play at the same time is making people frustrated. And I think a lot of you are starting to a lot of you may not have any trust in Chad Morris as it is, because you know, obviously two and ten speaks for itself. But the way that some of these things are being handled, you're starting to kind of lose a little trust in Chad Morris. Be like, okay, so should we take anything you say as the truth? Or is it kind of just jumping around, not not giving too much, just kind of keeping you guessing and speculating a little bit? Because I'm telling you right now, for me and my podcast and my show and all of that, this sucks. It sucks. I'll be honest about it. I hate the fact that I can't sit here and come on with new news and new storylines for you instead of regurgitating the same crap. Because if you think about it, folks, the fact that the quarterback hasn't been named, which again, I know you could probably get tired of hearing about it, just like I do, but when the, the fact that the quarterback has not been named just yet makes people feel like you are no closer to naming it than you were three or four weeks ago. I mean, seriously. What do we know now that we didn't know when fall camp started. I mean, really think about that. And, and I challenge you, if you guys actually have this time, because <laughs> I've done it, go back and watch Chad Morris's first press conference after practice. And then watch the latest one on hitthatline.com, the one that just came out tonight when I'm recording this podcast. Watch them in its entirety. Other than just a few updates on injuries, what has changed? What has, what has built? What has adjusted? What has been said? Nothing. Nothing at all. And in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what coaches say. It doesn't matter what information they give us. The product on the field is what matters. That's what decides a coach's fate. If they go out and they go 6-6 six and six this year, no one's going to give a rip about how long it took us to have the starting quarterback. No one's going to give a rip about not having access or not being able to have any press conferences that actually give us some sort of information. No one's going to care. But you went 2-10 and 10 last year. You want something. You want, you know, I know everybody wants the big steak dinner. Steak dinner won't happen for another week and a half. But can you at least get a little taste? A little sniff? Did you tell you the recipe? Something? A little appetizer? something because you all are getting frustrated and trust me if you're getting frustrated you know i'm sure getting frustrated as well you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast all right moving on into the next segment of the locked on razorbacks podcast uh there is this is two things that i kind of want to get into in this segment that uh, two things I tweeted out today, which got a lot of likes and retweets, so you know it's important. I'm, I'm messing. I'm actually, I'm only half kidding. But I thought that it's interesting when I, I'll tweet out something random. And if you follow me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors, you're, you're not going to just be mind blown with, with information. You're not even going to get all that much opinion. It's more just BS. And I'm fine with that. And if you don't want to follow me, that's fine. I get it. But I thought it was very interesting today that I had two tweets 
that were pretty simplistic, but also shows historically how Razorback fans have felt about previous years as a football program, and also how sad it is that you long for those days. And I'll, and I'll go give you those two tweets. Right now, for, okay, I'll go with the first one. After my show ended this morning, uh, I was going through some old stats and just looking at quarterbacks and comparing and stuff in history. And I started going through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and I landed on Matt Jones. And I grew up watching Matt Jones. Matt Jones was my hero. I have a Matt Jones jersey still in my closet. I, I was That was my hero growing up as a kid, was Matt Jones. And I saw his stats, and he, you know, I wasn't mind-blowing as far as his passing stats went. Even his rushing stats weren't out of this world. They were good. They were good, don't get me wrong, but... On paper, they just it doesn't stand out. And then I started thinking, I was like, there's more to this. Because it, you can't look at a guy like Matt Jones and say, well, those are his stats, and that's why he was iconic. So I went back and I watched some highlights from Ore Machine 2013 on YouTube. Great guy and great highlights that he puts up. He's, he's doing the Lord's work. But I was watching some of the highlights of Matt Jones during those years. And I don't think people understand the iconic legend that Matt Jones was. And, and if you think I'm overblowing it, fine. But there's no doubt that if you go back and watch those highlights of Matt Jones and see what he was able to do with his legs in the quarterback position, it's incredible. There's nobody, and I mean nobody, in the SEC since then who was any faster at the quarterback position than Matt Jones. There was not a scarier player that when he had the ball in his hands, he could make you, he could beat you in any way. I know that people say, well, Cam Newton won the high... Okay, yeah, Cam Newton was great. Don't get me wrong. But Cam Newton was a, was a much better passer than Matt Jones. And he was a strong runner. And he, he, was a great, he was arguably the greatest college football player of all time, in my opinion. But no one had the speed and size of Matt Jones. Like, Cam Newton was fast. But Cam Newton couldn't burn secondary guys in the SEC like Matt Jones could. And I don't think kids these days understand the greatness that Matt Jones was. And it's just a shame that they did not win more games. And I'm not a Houston Nut fan by any stretch. I'm not. And I even say that Houston Nut was as long has the record that he has as head coach at Arkansas for three reasons. One, Danny Ford's leftover players. Two, Matt Jones. And three, Darren McFadden. I mean, that, that's why Houston Nut lasted as long as he did. I mean, that's, that's, it's simple as that. So I encourage all of you to go and watch some Matt Jones highlights. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube, watch some highlights, and just try to remember some of the greatness that came along with it. it it's just it's so much fun. It makes you long for all the, uh, the previous years that you had as a Razorback football fan. And then the, uh, the other stat uh, that I wanted to get into is, is, a, is an interesting one as well. And this is just a random one. It doesn't mean anything necessarily, but it's just a random stat I thought was was pretty good. Arkansas has had three 10-win seasons in the regular season since 2005. Three. 06, 2010, and 2011. Since that point in time, folks, that's more 10-win regular seasons than Texas A&M, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. That's tied with Auburn, Missouri, and South Carolina. The only other teams to have more 10-win seasons in the regular season, 
because I don't count. I think bowl games are BS for the most part. But the only teams to have more 10-win seasons in the regular season since 2005 is Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Florida. What does that mean? Probably nothing. But I did find it fascinating that Arkansas was really good at a point in time. And I could even make the argument that the 06 to 2011 time frame might have been the pinnacle for Razorback football in modern history. Can't touch the 60s. But as far as modern history goes, in the SEC era especially, past 30 years even, that six-year span was by far the most exciting, the most fun, the most entertaining, and the most memorable time of Razorback football in my lifetime. Just fantastic stuff. Hopefully, hopefully they can get back to that day where you do have some fun, have some excitement. But until that happens, sadly, we got to just yearn for the past. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. And we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.